0: Welcome to a live edition of Pod by the Bay. I'm Seth Barnador, joined by Robert Sieg and our good buddy, Sean, from Bulls 247. We've got the recruiting gurus in here tonight, and we're talking recruiting. USF uh, signed what many are calling the top G5 class in the country. Uh, Composite rank on 247, which is, that's all we use. Don't worry about anybody else's rank. Composite rank on 247, 49th rated class in the country, uh, best marks in a long time. And they signed some really good players. We've talked about some of those guys previously, but uh, we've got Sean on. We've got Stee on. These guys have been following it religiously. Uh, if you're into recruiting, you're probably already following Sean at 247. Uh, he's done a great job in the lead up here to signing day. So we're going to talk through the class a little bit. Um, First, but I'll I'll throw it out to both of you guys kind of general impressions. It seems like a really impressive class. You guys have kind of been in the weeds on it, but now that it's mostly finished, I think there's still a little bit hanging out there. But now that it's let's say just for now, what what they've got here, what are your impressions on the class so far? Steve, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, it's uh I mean, good, impressive, uh all the all the right adjectives to say. Um, but it was mostly all uh, pretty quiet today, which is, I think, very welcomed, uh, you know, looking around the country, uh, especially when you look at your, your blue chip programs. There was a lot of flipping back and forth between, you know, like Texas A&M and Texas and Miami and Florida and Florida State and Oregon and yada, yada, yada. So it was nice that USF came into that day with basically uh, what Sean and I had preconceived as like three potential flip targets. Um, and no one really like flipping out. Like we didn't have any uh, any red flags of people uh, or any of these uh, kids getting you know courted elsewhere for any particular reason. Um, so it was nice and quiet. It was you know they they had the the targets on on their backs and got one pleasant uh, flip to us uh, and then two that are still uh, waiting in the wing and we've disclosed some of the information on why in the Ponderosa section. Uh, but we can't really go into too much detail there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting. It's very welcome, you know. Rather than you know a, a focus on you know a transfer portal class or anything like that, it's very welcome to have just really good high school players coming in too.
0: Yeah, Sean, what are your impressions?
1: Yeah,
2: I think it's probably the one of the best classes we've had since I've covered USF um, since about when was that? 2014, 2015 ish. Um, I think it's, it's a good deep class. Um, you know, if you look through the rankings, there's not a lot of, um, guys that are low three stars, that kind of type that you're kind of trying to bring in and develop. And, um, I also think there's a good, um, you know, top portion of the class. You got some, you know, you got Eccles, four star, According to two four seven. You got Gaskin, you know, is up there as well. Um, so I think it's I think it's a really good class. Um, it's probably one
0: of my favorites um from top to bottom since I've covered Yeah, it seems to have um depth, like you kind of mentioned, you've got some big names at the top, and you've also just got a bunch of guys uh throughout that all seem to be Pretty good players coming in here in a different range of body sizes and things like that. And, and you even got a kicker in here. So I know Steeg's happy with that. Um, answer well, Grammaticus, <laughs> and it's a so everyone's excited about that. Um, just uh, do you guys have a favorite player in the class or, or, um, just a guy off the top that kind of gets you most excited? I think Eccles is probably going to be one that a lot of people say, but who else in this class is, is a guy that people need to get excited about?
1: Man there's so many good ones that's uh it's tough because I, I I go back and forth between like seven of them every other day. Um, I was really thrilled about Are Parks um coming over from Robinson uh, the speed wire receiver there um, had a plenty of of really good offers and Golish actually even talked about it today you know in the spring he wasn't really looking at usF. Then you know he started going on a few visits, and they you know USF didn't really waver or anything like that. They just kept on reaching out, saying, "Hey, how's it going? I want to stop by?" You know, he saw all the positive momentum and decided to give it a listen. And you know now here he is. But you know he's he's a guy you can be excited about, especially in this offense. But I mean, you still have a guy like Brandon Winton, uh, Josh Porter, these wide receivers. You know, they they look at this offensive like, "Damn, this is going to be fun." Uh, can I get in on that? Yeah, I would
2: probably go with uh, Xavier Hamilton. Um I think that he probably is is closer to a 4 star um than we have them ranked. Um I've had some conversations with 247 about him and a couple others. Um but I li- I really like that um linebacker, especially the duo between him and Hill. Um think they're going to be really good for USF if they stick around um and i know just talking to the staff that Alvin isaac is it, it definitely seems like he's gonna be a dude so
0: yeah he's crazy explosive he's a guy that he was at the villages previously right and then went to hawthorne yeah. he's a guy that just jumps off the tape let's talk about uh rodney hill you mentioned him as the other linebacker in this class uh flip today um how big was that for u s f and and just kind of give a little bit of background on him because he's he's a guy that maybe fans haven't been paying much attention to because he was committed to uh he's been committed to Tulane since june so what a, what are what can people kind of expect with him
2: yeah that's that's probably the question I don't know as much about him as some of the other men because he's so new um I haven't gotten around to watching his tape yet, but um just going off of his offers, ranking. Um, you know, it seems like he's he was pretty wanted um from several schools um until the end. Um but I, I think that that duo between him and uh,
1: Hamilton is it's definitely pretty good. I can uh I can tell you from his uh his high school days, because mainland just won the uh, state championship. I mean and, and I joked about this because there's always uh guys on every team uh that are just like they're they're the stud athlete across the board. You know, give them the ball and they they can, you know, make it work. You know, he was basically that guy from Mainland this this past season uh to their state championship victory over St. Augustine. He played linebacker and running back and his stats were just outrageous leading into uh, the the state championship game. He basically took over, um, you know, I, I don't want to say he was the MVP. Uh, he was, but, you know, he was the MVP of the, you know, the mainland season. He's the reason why they were able to get as far as they were. And, you know, obviously Willie Fritz had eyes on him and, and they had a great relationship there. I was kind of shocked he didn't follow Fritz to to Houston, but I think for him, at least the allure of playing in the same you know, state. You know, family can come visit a lot easier. Uh, probably had some some pull for him there, but yeah, he's he's a guy. I mean, the the immeasurables, five foot eleven, like he's probably around two twenty, 220, maybe two twenty five. It doesn't jump out at you, uh, you know, for linebacker size or anything like that. But nowadays, you know, you don't need the six foot two, six foot three linebacker. You need the linebacker that can, you know, put on the muscle and hit the hole hard, and you know. Stuff runs and 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 that's basically all he did. I mean, he shoots out of a cannon every time he blitzes. So that's always that's always a welcome sight on uh, on film.
0: Yeah, I think length is a little bit overrated if you're playing inside. Like it seems like he will be right. Um, and also getting guys that played linebacker in high school is important because you'll see a lot of teams try to convert guys who are like edge players, and that it's tough because it's very instinctual, but. So he had 97 tackles this year, 32 tackles for loss. That's pretty good. Uh and then 125 tackles the previous season, 14 tackles for loss. See, mentioned he did play a little running back. Not a ton, but listen to this uh listen to this 31 carries, 11 touchdowns. That's pretty good.
1: Pretty good and ratio. That's a <laughs> that's a miles jack ratio.
0: And that's with averaging uh, 8.9 yards a carry. So this guy's obviously uh physically uh, pretty ready to go, it would seem like. um, So that's good to have that tandem. And then you mentioned Hamilton. So getting two guys at backer that uh, seem like they're kind of two of your higher-rated players, that's a good job. And Golish talked about it today. He, he spoke about, you know, last year they did not sign as many defensive guys. And this year they've really kind of flipped that emphasis in this class. Defensive guys, guys up front. Uh, he said they're not done, but um was that something that you guys saw throughout the process? Was just that was their concerted effort to really work. They got a couple of receivers committed pretty early, some offensive guys committed early, and then it seemed like they were working defense for a long time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they uh they knew who was uh departing already. You know, that I think uh Sean's piece put it out. Perfectly for his primer for, uh, for signing day. You know, they knew who was going to be leaving from those positions just straight off of graduation and out of eligibility. And you basically, one for one, you know, swapped them out. You know, you, you had Gary Bohannon leave um, as a graduate slash, you know, transfer slash whatever he's going to turn up into, and you replaced him with Marcellus Tate. And so you can kind of see that was kind of the strategy across the board for most positions. And I say most because you'll probably look through all the positions and notice a glaring uh, abundance of a certain positions uh, group uh, along the defensive front. And uh, I I don't think that that's not intentional. I, I think that's exactly what they wanted to do. You know, you can you can try your damnedest to find these defensive linemen in the portal. Some guys that have already been in a program in a weight room and are ready to go. but. Everybody's looking for everyone's looking for that. Everyone needs defensive linemen in the portal. You might as well get the ones that you can out of high school and develop out, develop those guys. Cause those are going to be the guys that are going to be the workhorses. And, you know, by year, by, by year one, year two, under their program, you know, they might be ready to go, especially how you know big and ready some of these guys are. Yeah.
2: See, I thought they would go harder after the secondary. Um, I know they, they're saying that they have, probably two two to three spots left for the secondary um but just watching how they played this year I thought that would be you know a huge emphasis you know like kind of like how they did with the defensive line taking eight to ten players there um but yeah a lot of it is based off of who leaves um and I always start with that usually um going into recruiting off season. um I look at who the seniors are in the class too, And that gives me an early idea of where we're going to need bodies. Um, Cause if you look into, into after next year, um, we're going to have a lot of defensive line holes, which is why they went after the defensive line. Um, they did it a year earlier, um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, they obviously have, a lot of bodies on the D line, but that's good to have. Um, they said that that was their priority was to have some younger players sit behind the older players, um, for probably a year. Um, and then they, you know, be ready to play physically, um, and mentally and everything like that, um, going into their second year.
0: Yeah. I think there's more of an abundance of decent skill guys in the portal. So, you know, receivers, corners, you know, you could try. I think it might be easier to get those type of guys uh, in the portal, but if you can sign as many young defensive linemen and front players as you can, that seems to be the way to go because those are a lot harder to come by, especially if you're not going to get first dibs on them. Like USF may not on some of these. Um, Let's flip to the other side of the line of scrimmage. They they did sign some offensive linemen. Braden Carter was – uh a later commit. Uh what what do you like about his game, Sean? And and it looks like a big, big kid. Uh is he he's kind of are, are any of these guys, I wouldn't imagine most of the linemen they've signed are their same idea as the defensive side, get him come in and just kind of sit behind some older guys, get experience, and then hopefully next year you're playing or what's the what do you think the the uh, plan is for the offensive line guys?
2: Yeah, so something um, that I realized going through the USF um, signings was um, height and weight that they put on there. Um, A lot of them were very different from the recruiting sites. Um, For example, Braden Carter, 6'6", 254. um, He's going to need, obviously, some time in the strength and conditioning probably get up to probably 290 at least for a tackle, maybe 280. Um, and then Tyreek Major, 6'5", 332, and um, Terry Mormon, 6'5", 350. Um, so, yeah, they're they're definitely going to need some time, but they're all um, probably tackle bodies, I would say, or close to it. They're all 6'5", 6'6". Um, it just depends, you know, where they play the best. Um, on the inside or the outside. But yeah, they're definitely some big boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, you said six five, three thirty two, six five, three fifty, mm-hmm. and then six six. Uh yeah. So they're definitely going for that uh height and length there. Oh um, yeah, I missed two Jahari Grant on the D
2: line. They listed him at six foot three twenty four. <laughs> So that's Perfect. that's a big nose right there.
0: That's a plug in the middle there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So uh, we're getting some questions in here. Any guys you think have a chance to play early? Is I would think a guy like Eccles was sold on early playing time. Maybe not, or at least early, an opportunity at early playing time. Any any of these uh, any other guys you see possibly cracking the rotation? I I think
1: the the four guys who are already on campus and practicing with the bowl uh bull squad is probably uh, your best bet for it um kind of mentioned today that they wanted to kind of make sure that those guys weren't going to come in in the next 2 weeks and basically have sticker shock of you know the 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 D1 program like they're going to come in and and almost be like the class leaders of you know what's needed how what the expectation looks like practice wise um you know kind of give the lay of the land for the freshmen so that you know they 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 have someone that they can guide to so uh, Jonathan Eccles, Brandon Winton, Marcellus Tate, uh, and Josh Porter um, are all already, you know, basically practicing with the team. Uh, I don't think they're down in Boca Raton. I don't think they were allowed to go um, as far as like with the team. I'm sure they traveled. But um, and then other than that, I'd imagine guys like Xavier Hamilton and uh, Randy Hill are probably going to get some early playing time, at least on special teams, then Get mixed into the uh, the starting rotation at some point. Fred Gaskin, uh, Jermaine Dalius. I mean, you look at all these defensive guys; they all have potential to get early playing time via special teams, probably in the week, first four weeks of the season. And then, if the coaches deem them ready to go for, um, you know, kind of getting their feet wet, they'll they'll start getting some mix in. Probably, um, you know, weeks five through ten. Um, and then hopefully at some point, some of these guys are going to, you know, start to really start to mix in and start to like sub in and sub out more regularly, um, on things, but yeah. I, and then, um, sorry, I forgot one more Alvin Isaac. Um, he's a guy that they'll probably plug in at like cake returner, uh, pretty early on, um, to go along with like uh Smith or, uh, you know, uh, uh Jalen Johnson or something like that to try to, you know, give different looks back there and get these guys on the field. Cause the more experience they can get on the division one field, the better, uh, whether it's on special teams or actual designed, um, you know, what offense defense or anything like that.
0: Yeah, Sean, any, any, anybody you think can get on the field pretty early? Yeah,
2: I would say obviously Eccles. Um, the only thing with Eccles is, um, they might maybe try and play him in the slot at first. Um, he's another one that I believe they had him at 215 pounds. It's probably too small to play in line. Um, at at least at first. Um, but I'll also cheat a little bit and say Jalen Pettis, um, (laughs) because he's Juco. Um, and he's definitely has the size and, um, the conditioning of the Juco already. Um, I could see him, probably being a, maybe a depth piece, like second string-ish. Um, and, um, and then I'd say a lot of the same names that Steve had, um, Hamilton, Sykes, Delitas,
1: um, Winton are probably the ones I'd go with. The Exume brothers as well. I know you're probably going to ask about that, Seth, but they're probably guys that are going to get um, some good mix in early on as well. Uh, both of them are are basically at the size they need to already. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, and both, they're going to play defensive line, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what are, I've been told. Are they going to be inside players, or, or are they going to be? I
2: think, a... I think they'll end up inside. Um, I think if they play early, it's probably at that end position. Yeah, but
0: like where the Trammell Logan position.
2: Yeah, they'll probably start out there, gain some weight, and move inside. Um, That's what I would get. Okay. Maybe maybe a little bit of both like Hickman did,
0: um, some of the others where they they kind of move them around a little bit. Third maybe third down if if they're playing if third downs they can jump in so, way down. So uh, Pettis was the fourth. What have you guys got a chance to watch him? I saw he's he was a top four edge in JUCO. Right, yeah, he, so. he smoked some
1: kids in the uh, JUCO <laughs> national championship. My God, he. Uh,
2: He had multiple sacks. He had a really good game. It was on ESPNU,
0: and and I know USF had some guys. So this past year, he had fifteen and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, Uh, and then the the year prior, nine and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. So over two JUCO seasons, eleven half sacks, twenty five tackles for loss. And you mentioned Steve, He's you know six foot two, two hundred thirty four pounds. He's a He's a big enough dude He's gonna be ready to play. And uh I, I find it like,
1: unfair to include JUCO most times in these things just because like sorry,
0: you got <laughs> tricked Steve.
1: Yeah, but uh yeah, he's uh I, he's a grown man. Like he's like his his image is the funniest thing to me. Because like you see like a guy like uh like Daika Hai Davenport or like Jermaine Daly, it's like they're like young, you can like oh yeah, there's a high school and then Jalen Pettis comes in, and you're like, That has that man has like fifteen kids.
2: Uh, mortgage. mortgage. Looks <laughs> like Jesus too. Mm. He's a good-looking
0: dude. Yeah, he's we... Oh, Jalen. All right. Um, let's see if we got any questions here. Throw your questions in here. Uh, I got a question from Jonathan about Jahari Grant. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on it? We, you mentioned his size, kind of that plug in the middle, six foot. Three hundred twenty-four pounds. He's a guy that was kind of a big get for them early in the process, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and he basically shut it down. Like after, I don't think he entertained any offers, visits, anything from any other schools. Um, you know, he basically went incognito on social media, and then uh, all of a sudden, I just kept on seeing him, like in in the Treasure Coast, uh, like outlets and everything, basically talking about how he was the best. Not the best defensive player. He was the best player in the Treasure Coast area this year or this season. So he's a guy that I, I'm sure if he was still posting his offers, if he was still you know entertaining visits. You know he probably would have gotten a grade bump, but you know we get the group of five bias sometimes. And but he's a guy I was excited about uh, when he first signed. I was I was kind of surprised he did as early as he uh, as he wanted to, but I guess the, the relationship was great for him, and he's got great film. If, if there's a, I mean, don't do this because this is obsessive and this is what Sean and I do. Uh, but watching the film of these guys in high school is is great and hilarious because, like, a lot of times what happens is, like, they'll put, like, a clip of them, like, making a great tackle against, like, a, another Division one prospect running back or a great catch downfield or something like that. And then the next clip is them just absolutely bullying, like, a freshman uh, guy in a late in the fourth quarter of a blowout. And you're just, like, Or an Ashton Mosley, like, I your film is fantastic. You absolutely destroyed a linebacker who has not hit puberty yet.
0: (laughs) Steve, tell us about playing Derrick Henry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
0: (laughs) Uh, let's, uh, one of my one of guys that I really enjoyed watching, but it seems like he's not going to play the side of the ball that I really enjoyed watching him play. Fred Gaskin of Vanguard. Super dynamite with the ball in his hands. Played quarterback at Vanguard. Um, made them really competitive this year against some really good teams. He's signed to play safety, correct? Mm-hmm. What did, yeah, uh, he played both
2: sides as well
0: at Vanguard. Will, will, they, will he have any chance to play with the ball in his hands, do you think, at all? A returner or anything like that? They could probably use him as a returner um, like
2: they have with Hill. Um, I could see him doing that. I, I believe he returns as well. Um, at Vanguard, I'd have to pull that up. But um, let's see. This year he had thirty-six tackles, two tackles for loss. Um, so he definitely played on defense as well. But
0: yeah, I, I I like him. He's a guy that that was one thing I heard. I think it was Urban Meyer back in the day always said he didn't like recruiting defensive backs that didn't also play offense because he felt like if if you weren't a guy that was so athletic on your team that they had to get the ball in your hands, then you probably weren't that athletic, right? So that's always good when you see a guy that's playing defensive back that is getting the ball a lot, and he was the quarterback, and they trusted him to do a lot, and he won a lot of games for them down there. So that's another exciting player. Here's another guy that I think – yeah, Dalen Platt. uh, We're getting a question on him. Uh, I saw um, Dennis was is the writer down for uh, the Sarasota Herald Tribune. I don't know if that's who you talked to, Brigade SRQ. Um, But he did post Venice's signing day, and Dalen Platt did not sign today with uh, the other Venice kids um is that just uh wait and see possibly is that is that is he a kid that's possibly later on or is that one that you guys aren't so, too sure about yeah i have to
2: walk a line with that one <laughs> um he is a a possibility in the future
0: some work to do um yeah no
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. he's got so he's got some possible work to do on his end Mm-hmm. Uh okay all right if if, if you if you catch or say there yeah they're cool. um both sides are committed at the moment okay so perfect they, all right so he might be he might be a second signing day guy or, mm-hmm. or traditional he could signing be. Day. okay sounds like all right so that one's still possible uh yes let's talk about him we were asked Marcellus Tate Steve brought him up earlier uh, he's practicing with a team. I think, yeah. I, I'd imagine the only guy that was also committed to Jeff Scott. Yeah, same so committed my... the entire way. So I, I I've seen <laughs> limited stuff on him. I like I I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, I haven't kept up with how he's played, but he's got a smooth stroke and he's you know big athletic kid. You know what? What are your thoughts on him? I know he got a he got an offer from Coastal as well. So Trickett likes him. Uh, and Trickett did a pretty good job calling plays here, so you kind of trust his eye a little bit. Um, thoughts on Tate um, as the quarterback in this class? Is he a guy that you imagine you will see play here? The Quarterbacks are tricky, man. Like that's a
1: that's a it's a slippery slope. Sometimes when you when you talk up a good quarterback and the only creates controversy, play. only one can play, and usually you know they're playing ninety nine percent of these uh, games and. You know, you, these backups are only really playing limited time because you still do have a guy like Izzy Carter in the back, uh, a guy like Bryce Archie in the back. Um, so you have a lot of good youth behind your already young starting quarterback and Byron Brown. So you kind of have, a, a, you know, a lot of young puppies back there and and everyone wants the attention, everyone wants to start. But they seem like they all have a great relationship with each other as well. Um, I know that the, it's bigly breached. Uh, that it, it's always a next play mentality, um, and it's always a next man mentality because you never know what's going to happen on the football field sometimes, and you're one play away uh, most times. So <clears throat> Tate's a guy that uh, film wise, um, I, I think he's got a lot of really good arm strength, uh, which is something that you really don't see too much out of out of a high school quarterback. Um, he'll he'll let it rip, but he's also really capable of running the football as well. I know he went viral last year for absolutely laying a hit stick on someone into the end zone. Um, He just, he looks like an intangible leader as well. Um, I haven't talked to the Duncan or the uh, the Fletcher coaches in a while, uh, but one of my old high school quarterbacks was actually their head coach for a minute and he coached Tate and had a lot of really good things to say about him. So um, whether he plays or not, I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) like some of these guys are rotating in and out you know the the exume brothers they'll rotate in and out uh quarterbacks
0: yeah only one yeah guy.
1: so i would say um
2: i asked about i asked the staff about him um i don't know what that was maybe like a month ago i was like so is is this kid any good cuz you know you watch his tape and and it's it's really weird cuz it's like he has these amazing plays, but then at the same time, it's kind of like, well, he's really, really raw. And um, it it definitely feels like, like backyard ball with him where he's kind of just making plays, doing what he can to win. Um, There isn't a ton of talent at the skill positions around him. Um, I feel like he's either going to be really, really good, like a great USF quarterback horrible. And um he has a he has a high ceiling and a low floor, I would say.
0: Yeah, it looks like his last his his highest year in terms of completion percentage was his sophomore year when he committed initially. Uh but tw- this past year, 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions, so not terrible. Uh 430 yards rush and 7 yards of rush. So and you've seen He's got, he seems to have the traits. So, um, I think it's a good upside swing on USF's part. Um, just yeah, you take him, I think, for the upside because he's got, he's got a smooth throwing motion. He's got a nice, uh, smooth stroke. He's athletic. Um, I I think he's a guy that you take, and if he pans out, then you may have a really good one. So, I, I, I think, I don't, I wouldn't imagine. With the with the young depth they have there, you may not see him for a few years, but um, he, I think it's definitely worth a shot and he's got a lot of talent, so hopefully they can get the best out of him. Um, uh, we've got we're people clamoring for some kicker talk. I know I know content. I know Steeg loves the kicker content. Let's talk about it. Talk about the kicker they got here. We've actually got which doesn't always happen. Got a kicker with a hashtag kicker with a ranking, yeah. Can you talk talk about talk about our kicker? A little familiar name there, Steve. Yeah,
1: Uh, a little little grammatica action. Uh, It it was funny when um, when they announced all the signings. I knew two of them were going to just get like exceptionally blown up uh, as far as like interactions. I knew like Eccles was going to get a lot of interactions on the tweet, and then I knew grammatica was going to get a lot on his tweet just because. I mean, every every USFN has uh, probably fond uh, thoughts or memories uh, if they're over the age of uh, 30 about the chromaticas. So, um, yeah, big deal, especially uh, a Bay Made kid, like we said. Um, it was down between us and Kansas State, I think, was uh, the other school for him. But uh, to answer the elephant in the room, uh, kicker ratings are very different on 247. Uh, they are basically... Uh, just if they're rated, that's really good. Like that's exceptionally good. Uh, if they, if they even receive one, cause most don't even receive a rating. Most of them just, they give them those stars and just pat them to the side and they don't, they don't count negatively and they don't count, count positively towards the class or anything like that. Um, and then even then most of them don't even receive a scholarship. So this is, you know, a big deal one way or another. Um, and then the kicker rating websites. So Coles kickers or uh, uh blue kick. Um, or blue star chip, Um, theirs are very like pay to win heavy. So the more camps you go to, the better your rating is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Nico ended up being a five-star kicker on most of those sites. I think a few of them had him as the number one kicker in the country. Uh, And I mean, he proved it. He kicked a game-winning like 63-yard field goal for Cambridge Christian, uh, you know, towards the end of the year this past year. So he's definitely got the leg power. He's definitely, um, you know, got the capabilities of it. They have quite a few legs on the roster already, so I'm sure we'll see some attrition. Um, you know, for for making way, uh, kicking doesn't always translate uh, immediately. So I I would you know hesitate to say, you know, expect to see Gramatica out there week one next year. He'd probably be like a year two guy. So I, I would just, you know, wait to see the grammatica uh in year two kind of thing. I, I think they've got some good kickers on their roster already. Um, you know, it's it's always gonna be a competition about consistency and and, and distance and we'll see what can happen at that point.
2: I'm yeah, calling it. At... next year. Go ahead, Sean. I was just looking at his stats, which is funny. Um I don't know a ton about special teams. Um but 2,500 kickoff yardage. Um, And then he had 126 total points in four years. I don't know if that's That's a lot, but it seems like a lot.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. Um, I think uh, it's funny. Whenever you look at uh, uh, who owns the NCAA scoring record, uh, it's always kicker yeah and um, well, yeah. I wanted to point
2: out too, with the the two four seven kicker rankings, it's because they go off of draftability on two four seven, and kickers don't get drafted as often, so that's why the ranking is lower. Um I wouldn't go off of that as far as if they'll be getting college. I would go off of the polls or whoever mm-hmm. whichever one has them as a five star, that's the correct.
0: <laughs> that's correct. Which everyone has them as the number one kick in the country. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about just the G five P5 bias. We've got some questions on kind of um did USF see a lot of guys with uh get ranking hits when they committed that had some P5 uh offers? I don't was it as rampant as normal this year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So at least I I've been told uh every time someone gets um their ranking lowered, the staff has told. So I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have any say in the rankings really. Um I could submit for re-rankings, um, but if they look at it or look at it or not is another question. Um and yeah, there so I know I can So Winton, um, I believe he was at one point a couple of years ago, maybe he was a four star. Um, he was, he was lowered to an 88 and then an 86 and then, um, let me see Xavier Hamilton was lowered and then there was one more. Um, but it's usually the higher ranked guys. Um, because when they go through, um, for example they'll go through the the top two four seven um on the 24 seven sports um which is like four star plus um and they'll re-rank them every few months so what happens if you have a if you have a four star on your roster every couple months they'll re-look at the film they'll re-look at camps all that stuff so there's a higher chance they'll get lower um it's not like if you have like a a low three star 82 or something on two four seven they rank them once and they probably never look at them again. Yeah. Um so that's partially why um and the other part is you know you commit to a G five that probably means you're not any good. At least that's what they say. Um yeah. you know but um I've I've done what I can at at least to a point. Um but
1: I can only say so much. I know, Sean, I know every time a guy committed, you submit that ranking at 90 or above. uh, Of
0: course. (laughs) Uh, I think it seems like even with a possible, you know, lowering the ranking, I would imagine this class is kind of slotted in about where it would have regardless, Um, kind of on a P5-ish level, but like a lower lower tier p5 wow. class which we see is good enough by a decent margin to be the best g5 class so um i don't think the the wow. re-ranking stuff totally you know gives wow. a terrible representation now maybe you get up to like you get closer to 40 or maybe you could dip into the low the high 30s but i think being 49th is a pretty good measure probably of where they're at don't you guys do you guys agree i, I mean that's top 50 uh, the, the key is you can go on 247 sports you don't have to click on the add more or see more teams and so they're in that top page maybe that's that's the big part, part. yeah it, that yeah, is that they is, is to um staff was hope. asking me
2: also about um how it with some changes and possible new additions in the future and stuff that they're is a possibility they go after the top, how'd they word it? The top uh, AAC um, team since the um, the AAC was created. Um, I guess that is, that's the goal. That's, -hmm. that's in reach of this um, signing class.
0: Okay. So the top AAC uh team, the top AAC class ever is what they're doing. Yeah, it's yeah it's
1: either Cincinnati's or it's 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 either Cincinnati's from like three years ago or three or four years ago or it's Houston's when they got Ed Oliver.
2: Yeah they were I guess the the staff and stuff were doing crunching the numbers and
0: stuff to see how far they were from that. But yeah. um Yeah. That's Cincinnati one. and twenty and twenty one were both one ninety four.
1: Yeah, and USF is at one so one ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, in the composite ratings puts them around so the team uh, below them at 50 is Arizona, and then above them is Michigan State, uh, West Virginia, and then Syracuse. Um, Syracuse is getting um a good class, and I'm so glad we don't have to play any of them. Like transfers, I you know, their their transfers outstanding. Uh, their incoming class is really good, uh, and we don't have to face any of them. And I feel like that's a benefit for us.
0: Yeah, it looks like the uh, Cincinnati a couple years ago that probably coming not too far off the playoff one ninety seven. Uh, so that's kind of leading the clubhouse right now, just kind of poking through. But yeah, I mean they're going back like five or six years. This is right now, I think the second best class. No. In the last five years in the American. So Yeah, I, I know
2: it's it's pretty close where like one or two commits would probably put us over the top.
0: Yeah, it looks like 197 may be the number to beat. And that's with that that may be with a Cincinnati team coming off the playoff that's announced they're going to the Big 12. So mm-hmm.
2: uh
0: that's a pretty tough spot uh <laughs> to compete with, whether they're uh, okay, so yeah, the Houston class with Ed Oliver, I'm assuming, would be the five star in that class.
1: Two hundred and one.
0: Two hundred and one.
1: Yeah. I, I think Ed Oliver was about uh, like seventy of those points too. Like two hundred of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Which, so yeah, like
1: in all fairness, it worked. <laughs> well, they
0: so they signed one five, one five star, three four stars, and fourteen three stars. So yeah, that was uh, that was a class right there. <laughs> Uh, but two oh one, yeah, seemingly in um, striking
1: distance. I just right? got a, I just got a message from the heavens. Two oh one is the number.
0: There you go. Yeah. There it is. So yeah, so that's the Houston oh class. Um, just for reference, I went back and looked at uh Jeff Scott's class. The same kind of coming off his first season. Uh, obviously, his first ever class was not very good. Uh, it was like in the one-teens, one I believe. But his second class was much better. So I thought I could we could look at that one to kind of compare here just in terms of, you know, where they ranked and everything. So his class ended up 65th in the composite. So decent bit away. And looking at their total there, 171. So, 21 three stars is what they ended up signing that year.
1: Was that the uh, was that Jimmy Horn?
0: Jimmy Horn was amongst that group, yes. Okay, that was the Jimmy Horn class. So, um, talent acquisition, and that was at the time considered a pretty good class and ended up being a pretty good one. They got some pretty good players out of it, but uh, 21 three stars. This class is one four star, 26 three stars as of right now. Um, let's talk a little bit real quick before you get out of here about some of the transfer guys. Um, what are your thoughts? Any, any of these names really stick out? What have you heard from the staff on these guys, Sean? And are these guys that, you know, I would imagine they're going to be in the mix right away.
2: I have heard nothing really about nothing on
0: these. from the staff.
2: <laughs> 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 now we, uh, all I heard is that, um, they weren't signing today. um, and that's about it. But I, I do like the um, Rahman Yastin um, played a decent amount at Purdue, um, had a handful, probably what, five or six Power Five offers out of um, Purdue um, from the likes of Michigan State. Um, so he obviously has some, some talent. Um, and I think they were able to get him to commit without um, being on campus. Um, unless I missed it. That's some point. It
0: must have just showed him uh sent him the weather.
2: Yeah, they just send him the the <laughs> renderings and he's like, Oh god.
1: <laughs> the, the, They're actually just out, things, just <laughs> the renderings, the uh the weather forecast for Christmas Day, and then uh Sean Atkins stat line. That's all you had to show him. Mm-hmm.
0: So had, had had a bunch of had a good bit of P5 offers out of high school as well. Uh Was his his write up is he's kind of a long, he was coming in, coming out of high school, long, lanky guy, long arms, needs to fill out a little bit, but a very polished route runner, good body control, um, and sure handed. So that always helps. um, His body type kind of reminds me of
2: um, Yusuf Terry. Yeah. He's a longer, like 6'2, 6'3, skinny, but good route runner. Um, But we haven't seen as much from him, but similar body type.
0: And then the other two guys, we talked about them briefly last week, I think, just because they committed to Marco August. Is it Augustine or Augustine? It's Augustine, yeah. He was uh, smoking some people on film at uh, Youngstown State. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful penguin merch he's leaving behind. So you know it must be serious. Yeah, seriously. So he, he seems to be uh in that day day role, possibly kind of a, a guy that can play closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I, I'd player imagine player. that's
1: probably where he'll end up. Um he seems he seems to be in a, a very aggressive safety. Um so I'd imagine they'll want a guy like that to be closer to the line of scrimmage more than anything is like a nickel kind of uh the Jamie angry bird kind of situation. Um, it was really annoying trying to look up for more information about him because every time I searched for Demarco Augustine, I got Marco Street in St Augustine, Florida. So that was just my much. personal uh, nitpick. And it's really
2: funny if you go on his Twitter and um, look at the tape that he posted because it's like from like a camcorder or something from like twenty feet from
1: his TV. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, um, that's
0: it. That's what I was yeah. watching. So. I was- <laughs> I was, I was like, man, this guy's killing me. But, yeah. but I had to get out my opera um, goggles or
2: my opera glasses. It's funny because he he doesn't really have the stats, um, but he's a he's a Florida kid. He's um super athletic, um, so they they must have seen something in that tape that I didn't see, um, even with my glasses.
0: <laughs> and then he had, I'm gonna go for it here, Ob. <laughs> Is Zabo? What do you think about that?
2: I I think it's a Zigbo. Couldn't tell you more. He's not I, silent. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. be big O. Uh, <laughs> big Easy. Big uh, So he's another guy where you kind of saw um, some flashes of explosiveness. And he doesn't look like he's a big guy. But then you look at his, you know, look, he's listed like 250, 6'3", 250. Um, is he gonna, he's gonna be another edge there? Is that kind of the plan for him? Probably play that, that B, um, I would
2: guess. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, just let's we'll take a, any more questions, throw them in the chat here. We're getting close to an hour here. Um, we, I think we've talked through just about every player. Um, yeah. anybody we haven't hit on that you guys wanted to talk about? Um, we talked kind of about some of the position groups obviously they signed we haven't talked about every single edge but we did kind of talk about their um how about this is there a guy that's kind of flying under the radar that you guys really think can be uh is going to be a player somebody that maybe like um, is uh well, I don't think we talked about him specifically but a guy like Josh Porter
1: Oh I love Josh Porter I I like I, I hate comparing him to Sean Atkins because they're both white wide receivers, but like, man, they like with how much enthusiasm they have, they might they might as well. Um it, it's, I know we've kind of mentioned it already, um, uh, but Alvin Isaac, um he's a guy the staff is really, really high on. And you know, the, the the stars might not, you know, look like it or anything like that, but his film is 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 a, a great one to watch. Um, I uh, what was I gonna say? Um, Levi Smiley. Um, I'll I'll kind of go out of left field and say that one was really random to me. Um, yeah, i was gonna talk about him too because I thought he was a
2: tight end. He has over 800 good. yards as a tight end, it's,
0: it's some good tight end film. His tight end, film good yards
2: and they took him as
0: a defensive lineman, <laughs> he's <laughs> I mean, lost. Is weird. I, I mean, I get you know. Anytime you can stack those long athletic guys, I mean, you stack them, and that's kind of pointing to Golish's roots and connections in Ohio, which I think is a, another place they can they can keep mining that area. I
1: mm-hmm. think
0: would be smart because you know, there's a gap between you know, like Ohio States and then the Mac kids. There's there's a ton of kids in that. And Kentucky's making a living off those kids, so if you can go in there and pitch Florida to them, and um, they that could be a good good one to mine. Did you have a guy that Sean, that kind of an under radar guy that, um, maybe people aren't talking about as much, but in a couple years they're gonna be looking back and be like, oh, that's the guy. That was his class. See, I was gonna say Smiley, but (laughs) I stole your thunder. I'm
2: (laughs) so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Let me look. Through I would say.
0: I mean, if it's if you think it's probably. Smart.
2: I mean, I don't know if I'd say Ryan Jenkins is underrated. Um, he is decently rated, but um, he had one of my favorite tapes just to watch. Okay. Like, all over the field. Um, he I, he. I mean, it looks like they'll probably play him at ends, but he could probably play like an outside linebacker as well um cuz he he moves really well um i don't know what his size is listed at um but it definitely seems like he can move kind of like a damn this is 63
0: 224 224
2: yeah so it's probably about the outside linebacker size um kind of like Vaughn how how he he moves pretty well for his size but um, okay yeah i, I like his tape he, he, i don't know how good that competition is i i'd have to look at his um He's probably three like A or four A or something, but he definitely pushed people around pretty good.
0: Hey man, I am all for. I am also so this class ended up with seventeen guys out of the state of Florida. I think it said five out of Georgia. Is that what, yeah. what it was? Georgia, yeah, Fo- according to Georgia football, Georgia football has gotten really good because mm-hmm. all the coaches in Florida that don't get paid can move up to Georgia and get mm-hmm. paid. So coaching in Georgia is awesome, and you are seeing the population boom there. So. Uh, getting guys out of Georgia is a good strategy. So that they play good football up there and have really good coaches too. So uh, a, a good player out of Georgia is going to be a good player, I think. So that's a good call on Ryan Jenkins. All right, any closing thoughts on this class? Um, How much more is, or how many more additions could we expect, I guess, from the high school level? Are, are they going to be looking to sign many more in the next signing day? Or is it going to be just kind of, a couple holes, or, or are they kind of moving on to the portal?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think he said in the press conference that they might take a high school player if they could find one that slipped through the cracks. Um, I might have misheard that, but um, I, I believe that he said that at one point. Um, but I would imagine they mostly go transfer, take like, a couple more, maybe two to four players, something like that. Um I know that they've talked about an offensive lineman and corner especially. So they'll probably go there at some point.
1: Yeah. Probably transfer though, I'd imagine. And because he just made a comment, uh, uh, the, the staff, I mean, <laughs> Give goal- up the sh- goods. Yeah, give up the goods. <laughs> Come on, now um, No, I, and, and I'll say it because he's in here now and he's, uh, you know, showing his face. Uh, the staff and a, a goal has started off press conference saying it too. I mean, the staff, you know, top to bottom is, is is what the credit should go to. And I know we say Golish in the company, but that company does a lot of work too. Like there there are a lot of people behind the scenes that, you know, might not get all the love, all the press and all the, you know, blitz and glam. I mean, every time you look at what they're saying about USF's class, it's always that picture of Golish or anything like that. But I mean, the, the recruiting uh, folks, the scouting people, the on-campus recruiting coordinators, um, you know, they, there's a whole well-oiled machine for how they do uh their recruiting visits down to like a science.
0: And just um, yeah, I was gonna say, just look at the results from the official visits the last couple of years. It seems to be a higher rate than most places, is all yeah. I'll say. Like they seem to have a really high hit rate. So they must really crush those things, and that involves a lot of people that you don't see. Yeah, so mm-hmm. and um, and goal is hired.
1: These people knowing that they needed to, you know, put in the work, put in the extra time, put in the extra effort. You know, Sean and I kind of do this as hobbies. I couldn't imagine having to do this as a full time job trying to, mm-hmm. you know, a, a guy enters a portal. A guy is getting offers from Florida and Florida but State. It, and, it's and not say, fun. It, it doesn't look fun. Um,
0: I had I mean, to do it. And it was not fun. <laughs> it,
1: it gets romanticized a lot, but it's, it's a lot of sleepless nights, uh, a lot of red eye flights. Um, you know, uh, a lot of hey, uh, you know, what what type of steak, what type of candy, what type of uh, X, Y, and Z do you want for your official visit? So a lot a lot of effort, uh, and it looks like it's paid off uh, for this class. And, and you know, I, I say it every time they're not done. You know, whether it's the class of twenty twenty four, how they're working the twenty twenty five kids, twenty twenty six. I mean, shoot, I saw an offer go out to twenty twenty seven, and I, I I my heart sunk a little bit. <laughs> I believe they have a
2: twenty-eight out. Oh, they do have, have a
1: twenty-eight. They, uh, yeah, no, you're right. No. They do have a twenty-eight out. I believe they
2: have a twenty-eight. My, I have spreadsheets for everything, and I don't even have a twenty-eight um, spot yet. But I, I believe that there is a twenty-eight
1: out there. They're recruiting eighth graders, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that to to the credit of, of of the staff that that helped put this together. I mean. They, they. they, I'm sure they love it. I'm sure they're they're getting their praise and they're getting their uh, you know extra extra steak dinners or anything like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a good staff.
0: You can see it. And also, big ups to their families. I'll tell, I'll tell you guys. It's Christmas time too, and it's recruiting time. So we can finish here with a little story about uh, my time coaching in college and recruiting, and why I'm maybe not doing that anymore. One of the reasons. So, uh, Christmas time, we had a nice wreath on the door. We lived in ah. Tennessee, um, recruiting at Tusculum uh, College, now Tusculum University. Um, we had official visitors in and we were going to go take them out to dinner. Had the tight end in my position group. So, I got to go. You know, dinner's at five o'clock. So, um, I opened the door to leave and I was going to leave, you know, extra early, get there, you know, make sure I'm 30 minutes early, all that kind of stuff. I opened the door to leave, and a bird was living in the wreath and flew inside the house. And my wife was home, uh, our dog, and we had, like, at that point, uh, a 10-month-old baby. I said, well, I can't be late for this official visit, so good luck. Uh, And I (laughs) left, and my wife and kid went and just hid in the room, and then uh, I had to go do the official visit and uh we didn't sign the kid and uh, (laughs) that was gonna be my question (laughs) (laughs) and then it took me about two hours to get the bird out of the house uh because it was like a big ceiling (laughs) you're renting and uh yeah my wife still reminds me of that and it's why you'll see a hundred christmas trees in my house but no wreaths anywhere because of that banned. so this is tough and it's tough on the family so Congratulations to everyone at USF on signing a really well-regarded class. Sean, thank you so much for jumping on with us here on Pod by the Bay. Steeg, thank you for missing uh, portions of the Survivor fan. I don't know if you're going to miss the whole thing or not for this. Um, Missed half of it. <laughs> well, Perfect. No commercials. You can just blow right through them. Uh, yeah. Great job, guys, this year on your side covering recruiting. You've given great info in the Discord, and Sean, you've been killing it since they finally brought you on at Bulls247, so awesome job guys, USF congrats, and Nathan and I will be down at the Boca Bowl tomorrow, Uh, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to get there, but we can pick up our uh, stuff at like 5 o'clock, so we'll probably be around, so hit us up on Discord, and maybe we can see each other down there, and hopefully celebrate uh, a nice win tomorrow, so with that we are done for this edition of pod by the bay go bulls
2: go bulls go bulls